Welcome to the Flex Talk Podcast. Today's topic is in the category of family talk, which means parents, we want you to sit down with your teens and uh, preteens and have this conversation. I'm in the studio with Rossi and AJ. Guys, today we're talking about safe web surfing for kids and teens. So let's start with the obvious question. Is web surfing even the way you say it anymore? Heck no. I haven't heard that one in a while. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so what do we call this? Because teens are already laughing at their parents because they they think about web surfing. I'd say just Googling, probably. Or just being on your phone. Using the internet. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Using the interweb. (laughs) How often are kids on their phones these days? I saw a stat that was like six to nine hours a day, which is a long time. Is that accurate, do you think? I feel like that's pretty accurate. Wow. Yeah. Anytime I've been with my friends, they're always on their phones. And it's like they're talking to me, saying they're multitasking, but we all know they're not really listening to anything I have to say. The worst is when you're talking to them and then you get a Snapchat from them. Yes. Like, and they're a foot away from you. So, in what they're, I'm assuming they're just, they're emailing each other all day long, (laughs) maybe setting up some fax, some faxes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Portable fax machines. Yeah. (laughs) Well, so wait, what are they doing? Snapchatting, Instagramming. Going on Twitter. Is Facebook even a thing anymore? No. Too many too many parents on Facebook? <laughs> yeah, it got raided by the adults. It's, it's gone. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about how to be safe when you're on the interweb. I think the first thing is to understand that what you post is not just something that is up there for two seconds and is gone. The internet is forever. Is that, is, do you think that that's true? I definitely think that's true. Um, I was actually reading a story one time, and it was about this mom who had sent a picture of her kids to her friend on Snapchat, and then later on, the picture appeared on a billboard. And even though she thought it was like a private picture, since she used Snapchat to send it, Snapchat owns the picture. Wow. So a lot of things that kids think are private aren't private at all. I think a lot of kids don't realize that when they're applying for a job in a few years, when a future employer, before they hire you, they're going to look you up. And they're going to see, a lot of kids don't realize this, they're going to see, like, they have access to so much. And they're really going to know who you are and your character and what you've been up to. And I think it could really hurt your future job. It's, like, especially what you like. Like, if you go on Twitter, you can go to posts that you've liked. And it's just, like, these are all the things that you like. And if it's bad, you literally like that. So what about personal information, like phone numbers, email addresses, physical addresses? It's fine if a website like Instagram or Twitter or Snapchat's asking for it. Those are all legit things, unless it's got like some whack URL behind it. But anyways, if it's like to a website like that. But if someone DMs you on Instagram and asks for like your social security number. Probably not a good idea. Yeah, say that's a no. (laughs) I feel like people don't really realize how expanse the world of social media is. Like, for example, if one person comments on their picture and asks for their phone number and they just comment back, they'll think just that person is going to use it. But if it's on their post, anybody that follows them, and if they're not private, literally anybody in the world could have access to their phone number. And it isn't necessarily just a phone number. It could be an address or anything, which is kind of scary to think about because I wouldn't want random people in the world to have my phone number. Well, let's talk about phone calls, you know, and accepting phone calls from strangers. One of the things I like to tell my kids is, kids, be smart on your smartphones. I mean, you could just call it a phone. Everybody kind of has a smartphone nowadays. So we don't call it smartphones anymore? No. 
What about cell phone? Oof, that's worse. What about mobile phone? Oh. <laughs> Just phone. Just phone, okay. If you get a call from Sam Likely, reject it. Always. Apple does it for a reason. AJ, how do you handle uh, phone calls from unknown sources? So if it's not a Sam Likely, I answer it as if I'm a business. So I say, hello, this is Johnson & Johnson's Window and Company. I'm going to help you today. And usually if it's a, a scam or you know a telemarketer, they're like, thank you, and then they hang up. But if it's someone I actually know, they're like, what did you just say? Whenever a salesperson calls me at dinner time, I just ask them for, for their phone number and what time they have dinner, and I tell them I'll call them back. <laughs> Final word, any last things that you would say parents and teens need to talk about when it comes to you know being safe when you're Googling, now that we know that's what we call it, not web surfing, or when you're handling your mobile phone? Basically, I'd just say don't search anything you wouldn't want your mom or grandma to look at on your phone. Make sure all your accounts are private so that no random people are getting your information. And if you have a problem with searching things that you probably shouldn't be searching, there's an app for that. What do you mean? I don't know what you're talking about. There's apps that censor your searching ability. If you can't uh, trust yourself, yeah, you don't have self-control. And if parents, you can't trust your kid. There's ways you can set a password on that so they can't even change it.